Coote. Coote right through. Got a pass on to Brass, and Brass is in for the try. Oh, so easy. Nettie to Flannery. Flannery to Rickardson. Rickardson to Fletcher. Fletcher puts the arm up, and he goes over. Fletcher scores. Now it's one-way traffic. Williams has got the ball. Gets it on to Maloney. Sets himself. Kicks for Tupo. Tupo and Williams. Tupo! As our nation came together as one on Anzac Day, it was probably an Anzac Day to forget for Roosters fans. Hello and welcome to this episode of Roosters Radio. Joining us today, off the bench, Studio Pat. Patty, welcome. Thanks, Silky. Good to see you, mate. And from the Isabel Kelly Studios up there at the Central Coast, our one and only Belinda. Hey, Bells, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, boys. Now let's uh, hop into the football. Look. I have to say, as I walked out of the game at the SCG, plenty of sad faces uh, walking through Driver Avenue. Uh, not much to celebrate for Roosters fans on Anzac Day. Uh, Bells, I'll get your thoughts on the game. Yes, it was, um, as you said, just a very frustrating game, boys. It's, um, you know, you, that first half, a game of two halves again for us. Um, you know, we've been doing that a little bit this year and the first half was just too many errors. It just, it wasn't Roosters football. It was really frustrating to watch. And then obviously, you know, the second half, we did come out better. We came out stronger. Uh, we were enthusiastic from the kickoff and, but still a lot of errors and yeah, it was just disappointing boys. Patty, you were, uh, you know, celebrating Anzac Day like many a young Australian up early, dawn service, two up on the beers early and, uh, you know, watched it up at Artie's. So, uh, through your glazed eyes, how did you see the game? Yeah, look, it, like Bill said, it was just a slow start. We never really got out of the blocks. I mean, as Robbo said in the press conference, which we'll talk about, we just couldn't execute. I mean, we got ourselves to the positions in that second half, which I guess if you're going to take a positive, you'd, at least we got there. But if you can't finish them, well, then it's kind of pointless, isn't it? But I mean, to finish those executions, I mean, it was just some handling errors. One more pass and we'd, we'd cross the line or one court ball would cross the line. So, I mean, we're getting there, but it's just about going back to basics, I think, this week. Yeah, look, for me, it was about building pressure. It felt like at the game that we were trying to score off every play. You know, you know, Bells will talk about some of the stats and the handling errors a little bit later on the show, but just at the game and watching it, it well, as you said, Bells, it wasn't Roosters football. It was quite erratic. You know, we're, we're going side to side. I know uh, one of the journos asked Robbo about that in the press conference. Look, we made so many breaks or half breaks. You know, Teddy ran for 300 metres. But wow. once again, if we just took the tackle... We had St. George on the back foot. We probably score, you know, if not in the next tackle, the one after. So, as as to your point, Bell, a very frustrating game. One we should have won. And look, I mean, even with in the dying seconds, we, we almost pulled it out. But a bit of an alarming trend, I have to say, with our, our first half performances. We actually spoke to um, Connor Watson up at the Captain's Club about the, the slow starts. Here's a bit about what he had to say about that. Looking forward to today's match, Connor. Uh, look, it's fair to say the past two weeks, the boys... Bit clunky in the first half, but we've found a way to win uh, in the back end of games. 
what do we need to do in that fir- particularly that first half to uh, get the cash today, mate? Yeah, I think there's been a big focus on how we're starting games and, and starting second halves. We've probably been a bit slow and sluggish and, and teams are sort of jumping out on not an early lead but an early bit of momentum, so it's hard for us to sort of crawl that back in. But, um, yeah, that's the focus for us today is just, uh, yeah, start fast, start hard, and then, you know, we've been a bit clunky in attack, but I feel like our, our D and defensive systems have been good, so um, it's just building on those and then, yeah, just hopefully um, starting to get a bit of, you know, momentum and the boys starting to gel a bit and attack will be nice. So obviously you could see there, you know, the, the team addressed that uh, leading into the match. But, you know, that's three weeks in a row where we haven't put points on uh, or we're, we're behind the scoreboard by two or more tries in the past couple of weeks. It is a bit of a concern. I think, like you mentioned, we're trying to score off every play. We were trying to get outside them and, and no one was just straightening the attack up. And from the, from the get-go, we were going from corner to corner. We weren't going through them and it was never going to work. It was just simply man-on-man defense for the Dragons and... We just couldn't couldn't seem to to change that game plan on the field, which I mean, you have to do. You have to be able to play what's in front of you, and they weren't able to do it. Look, I know we're in the eastern suburbs, but they were definitely like crabs out there, weren't they, boys? They were going from one side to the other. It was just, yeah, definitely. We needed the the big boys to go up the middle, but in saying that, I thought Takiyoho was very strong. He added some flair, and it was a great little offload for him for uh, a try there that we had. And I also thought Lindsay played well. I thought Jared came well off the bench and Victor, but um, yeah, just just wasn't, we weren't attacking them up the middle and they weren't backpedalling. They they just had us. They were sliding out and just had us every play. Look, we're going to talk to Victor Radley on this week's show. There hasn't been a bit of uh, mail around that both Jared and Victor were, were crooked during the week with a flu. So we'll ask Victor about that on this week's show. But yeah, I, I'd like to get your thoughts, both of you, just on on our first halves and, and why, why, why do you think it is that we're just struggling to... It's a real hard one because even at the game yesterday, in the first half, we seem to have a fair bit of possession and all the field position. I talked to Minnie about that at halftime. Um, so, I mean, we were in scoring positions, but we whether it was the Dragons scrambling defence, who knows? Well, you're right there, Silky. Our completion rate in the first half was 68%, which was actually better than our completion rate. We had 65 overall, so it was better in the first half at 68 uh, still eight errors in the first half, and their two tries came off the back of defensive errors. So it was a drop ball from Momorowski from the bomb and then on the shoulder of Satili, which, um, you know, Ben Hunt just great pass from him, and he actually had a really good game. Um, I thought yesterday he played really well. But, yeah, two defensive errors, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm confused, boys. I'm confused about it. Well, let's talk about some of the upside in particular the young winger, Joseph Sawali. I thought, once again, uh, he didn't get many opportunities with the football in open space. I know Robert talked about that also in the press conference, but just his tough carries and that amazing try-saver he put on Jack Bird, uh, the, the foresight, as well as the flick pass for Joey Marner to score. I, I think it's fair to say he was probably best on ground for the Roosters. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. I think he had a great game. It was, wasn't his fault, but he just didn't get enough ball in that first half. But then in that second half, I, I, I'd take it that... They had a word to him and he really got involved in him just trucking it out. I mean, him and Daniel Tupo taking it out of our own half is probably the, the best two you'd want in the comp. So, And he's he's played two games now this year and he's still super, super young. So to, to show his composure and to show that flick pass, and like Robert said in the press conference, he's not afraid to, to play how he wants to play. He's not sitting back waiting for the opportunity. He's trying to create it himself. So the more he warms up, the more he gets involved, whether or not he goes in that center role throughout the year when he gets more game experience, not sure, but really looking forward to him. And yeah, he was the best on ground. 
He's exciting to watch. He's 18 years old and uh, I think I mentioned it last week as well. His kick returns were phenomenal and he made 116 run metres and that's without a line break. So, you know, he's so strong and he just goes straight at that line and he's wearing no headgear this year, boys. Did you notice that? Ah, uh, no, I, I mean, yeah, I did, Bells, I, I, I did notice, but I didn't really notice it until you pointed out. Yeah, that's true. true. Yeah, it I seems thought, to be working well. What's with him? But, yeah, no headgear, working well for him. But um, another one that I thought was another one of our young guns, and that's Fletcher Baker. Uh, yep. He had a great game, a yep. great game. Eight hit-ups, 78 run metres, and two great offloads. Um, he's just, oh, he's a machine. Really happy with his improvement from last season. Uh, he's looking for the ball. He's doing those tough carries. Look, unfortunately, just prior to, to half time, he slipped that ball to Victor Radley. You know, I've probably got the red, white, and blue glasses on. I thought it was a line ball at best. Uh, you know, R- Victor actually had overrun it. So he kind of reached back behind him. But, uh, you know, look, it's <laughs> it's fish and chip paper now. But the fact that he's he's got the offload in him is, is encouraging. Uh, and yeah, I thought his time on the field, he, he played quite well. Yeah, I think he had a great game. I think, I mean, he's obviously got to learn from some great front rowers in Hargraves. I still think, obviously, we mentioned Hargraves was sick during the week, but I think he needs to start for us. I think he's just that inspirational leader and everyone follows him. I think Takiyaho and Collins had great games and it's nothing about their their ability, but just like the players say, when you look next to you and you see Hargraves on the field, something about it, everyone just lifts. So I think he needs to be in there just for that first 20, 25 minutes to really get the ball rolling because at the moment, it's just so, so slow off the mark. And, boys, we mentioned Teddy, 312 run metres. Oh, what a phenomenal game he had. And we got to see his bum too, which was great. <laughs> you might not have seen it out there, Spooky, but... <laughs> I actually saw it on the big screen out there. <laughs> but um, oh, he was 90 run metres in the first half and came out in the second half with over 200 run metres in one half. It was just what an amazing game. Well, Bells, you are our resident stats person here at Roosters Radio. When it talks about line breaks or, or tackle busts or, or whatever the statistic they use, how many did the Roosters end up having? Because I'm telling you at the game, particularly in that second half, it felt like every time we had the ball, we were making inroads. And we and we did look like we were going to probably score every time we completed a set of six. So what were the stats in and around that? Yeah, Silky, we had seven line breaks all up over uh, the game. So actually not too bad. And three of those was for Manu. He um, he had three of his own. So seven's actually not a bad number. Yeah, when it's just our inability to capitalise on those line breaks. So, you know, I'll go back to my point earlier. It was just probably not respecting the football, throwing specky passes. Whereas if we you know go to ground, build that pressure, uh, the tries come. So look, moving on. Look, it's a it's a loss. It's a one that hurt. As I said, you know the fans are uh, weren't happy out there at the cricket ground, and, and I, nor was I for one. But um, you know we have to dust ourselves off and look forward to the Bulldogs next week, guys. We've touched on it on a couple of shows this year. We've got a real difficult period coming up. You know we play the Bulldogs and the Titans in the next two weeks, and then we're, I think we've got um, you know uh, the Storm, Penrith, Penrith at Penrith. Yeah, we'll, we'll be going out there, Roosters Radio. Uh, to our Penrith fans, so um, yeah, we need to we need to find a way to kind of right the ship at the moment, guys. We sure do, Silky. You're on Roosters Radio, and we come back. Victor, the Inflictor, Radley. <laughs> well, welcome back to Roosters Radio, and joining us now, they're on a day off, but he's been kind enough to spend a bit of time with the fans. It's the one and only Victor Radley. Victor, welcome to Roosters Radio for the first time in 2022. Lads, how are you? 
Mate, we're well. Uh, look, all things considered, as you've probably read and heard, you know, the fans are baying for blood out there, Victor. And, uh, you know, we thought we'd talk to you because you wear your heart on your sleeve, mate. I want to ask the first question, the Roosters' performances to date, where would you grade us? We need to get better, mate. We're we're a bit inconsistent, which um, isn't what we want. We, um, you know, play good one week and then um, not the best the next, but... I would say our defence is is the one thing um you know we're quite we're quite happy with obviously got improvement but um, we're holding our gloves up and we're defending it was unlucky on the weekend um two of their tries were were um, not what we wanted kind of shit tries but um, we're holding our gloves up especially our yardage defence so uh, we're building we're working hard and I think um we just had a video yesterday and we're going to iron some stuff out with our attack and individually um, get better with our attack so hopefully we'll be people consistent over the next month or month or two or season, really. We're lucky enough to have Connor Watson up at the Captain's Club on Monday. And we, you know, we asked him the question about, you know, the first halves in particular. As Robbo and you as a group, have you have you discussed what's going on there? Yeah, we have, mate. I think we're um, we're, we're in the right direction. We're, we're doing what we need to do. It's just always, we just, every week we're having one slip up or two slip ups in, in defence and we're defending well and, um, one little thing happens and there's a try or or an, an error or just ill disciplines and it's it's kind of um on each individual um that that we that we need to knock, knock that out of our game but um we're heading in the right direction we're, we're starting hard we're, we're doing what we need to do we want to start the game it's just it's just um little slip ups that are letting letting the valve off and letting teams off the hook so i think we're we're not far off it might feel like we are because we keep letting teams score but I'm telling you, we're not far off, and as long as we keep defending hard and and then individually, uh, you know, improve our attack and our discipline, I think we'll be sweet. Rads, you speak about the start of the game there. Just how important in context of the game is that beginning? I mean, I know obviously everyone wants to get out of the blocks early, but how much does that start of the game set the standard for the rest of it? Uh, yeah, well, the start's so important. I mean, here every team's talk about it, mate. The start's very, very important, and it's not important of the of the way that we want to be 10 points up or anything, but just how we set up the game is is so important. I think, um, yeah, being really physical, which I think we're doing okay at, but it's just those little slip-ups. I think um, errors, penalties, and then, you know, in defence, um, obviously on the weekend we just let an easy try through the middle, which is not acceptable. So um, we're in the right direction, but starting fast is always important, yeah, mate. Hey, Rads, Bell's here. You're off the bench on Monday. How was that for you? Uh, you had the flu, Robbo mentioned last week, and um, started off the bench. How did you feel with that move? Yeah, um, you accept it and do everything I come for the team. I did have the flu last week, but um, I was pretty sweet on game day. But mate, Butcher's been playing good, so he was. I was happy for him to start there, and um, I was still going to get you know 60 minutes in, which is probably what I do anyway. So it didn't really bother me too much, and I was Anzac Day, and there was a lot of emotion there, but. Um, it was hard to sit on the bench for the start of it, but then once I was on the field, it, it was all forgotten. So um, as much as I love being out there, um, I'm happy to play my role and do my part that is going to be best for the team, really. Speaking of Anzac Day and the emotion around it, can you talk the fans through that process when you're out on the field, the last post is playing, the anthem's playing, you're arm in arm with your teammates. What are you feeling in that moment? Uh, yeah, it's very special. Um, I think about my family and and Australia and obviously New Zealand as well, but and how lucky lucky I am. I, that's all I could think about in that moment and the life that I've, I've been given and the area that I grew up in. And you do get 
a little bit emotional. It's just um, so much gratitude that the past people have people have sacrificed themselves for um, for this country and and to play on that day and to get a chance to stand there and live the life I live is is just it's so amazing. So um, just very very grateful and almost undeserving of of being there, but um, just pretty much leads to once it's all finished. I better do my part, and it's disappointing not not to get the win. But um, I felt like I felt like we wore hard our season. We played hard, and we almost pipped him there at the end, and we held in. So feel very proud of how we how we did. Just on the game, Victor. I mean, watching it in real time, it seemed like particularly in the second half. You know, every time that we completed a set of six, we almost scored. You know, watching it or being on the field, did did it feel like that with you guys as well? Yeah, for sure. We 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 were humming there. We we I think we had them on the ropes. Um, we did some review yesterday, and I think if we can fix a couple of little things up, just just um where people are standing and lines they're running and starting positions, I think um we would have got another try there and and pipped them. But um, we're powerful running through them. We're defending strong. Uh, I think um our yardage defense was awesome, and we we're, we're coming home stronger as the game went on, which is really really good signs. Off. I think everyone felt fit, fast, strong, so um, it's really good signs. Robbo talked in the press conference about execution. Robbo and Teddy both mentioned it, as a matter of fact. Um, but one thing I seem to notice on the field is that, you know, off the back of that, trying to it looked like trying to score off every play. We, we didn't seem to build pressure. Has that been mentioned this week? Yeah, yeah. That was we, we did a bit yesterday um, on that, and I think um, we had some good conversations and, Kiri um, was real loud voice there and um, we spoke about that, not building pressure and kind of being a bit frantic and we got a lot of inst- like instinctive players and I think everyone was just trying to do it themselves but we got to know that, you know, we've got 13 blokes, we've got a system and we got to, we got to stick to that and work hard and everyone know your role and then we'll, we'll be better off rather than all trying to do it ourselves. Just in regards to roles, Rads, uh, you've been doing a lot of the ball playing, which has been outstanding. It's very good to watch. How are you enjoying it, mate? I love the way we play at the Roosters. It's kind of you're not told to do one one thing or another. It's kind of a little bit free with a little bit of system there. But um, yeah, I enjoy it. I want to I want to get the ball in my hands as much as possible. I don't want to do too much. I know we've got a lot of play, people in our team that also want the ball in their hands. So. Um, knowing when to when to get it to them and knowing when to take it myself and run up the guards. But, yeah, I've I really enjoyed this season. I think I worked hard in the preseason and I'm still working hard, even though maybe some results haven't gone our way. I think the hard work's going to shine through eventually, so I'm, I'm still really excited and I can't wait for this week. It's only a five-day turnaround, but I wish you were playing tomorrow. <laughs> you, you just kind of stole my question. I, I was going to say, Victor, look, there's still 20 rounds of football. You know, let's not start panicking yet, but... The fact that it is a short turnaround, I, I would have thought that the boys are pretty keen to, you know, wash away the blues and, and get back on there quick smart. Yeah, yeah. Mate, if after losing you could play the next day and just get it out of the way because the quicker you um the quicker you fix it, the only way you can fix it is the next next week, the um the better you feel. So yeah, happy happy it's only a five day. Just in regards to the turnaround rads, you've got the Bulldogs on Saturday night. What have you got to do to get out there and um smash them? I think um, yesterday's review will probably be our best preview and worrying about ourselves, but keep that defence that we've had. I think, I, I don't know if you've been watching that, that closely, but I think our yardage defence has been really good. So I think if we keep that yardage defence, fix our attack up individually, what we looked at yesterday, 
we'll be humming, but yeah, I can't wait to get out. Just you're pumped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Victor. Last question, mate. In 2018, after a sluggish kind of slow start, we interviewed Boyd on the show, and you know it feels like it's a similar situation now. And the question I asked him, and I'm going to put it to you, is what's your message to the fans? Stick with us. I know they will. I know that um, no matter what, they'll stick with us. But we're working hard. Like we're working bloody hard. So I know that, um, hard work always shines through. So you can trust that we're working hard and looking forward to the next couple of weeks and um, the back end of the season. I know that we're only building and our defence is, is still our main focus. I think that's been going well. So we know comps are one on defence. So we're looking forward to yeah keeping that and, and just keep on building. Well, there you go, Roosters fans. From the man himself, Victor Radley, a man who bleeds red, white, and blue. Victor, once again, mate, really appreciate you taking the time out. You know, we know you got a day off. Mate, enjoy the rest of the week, and good luck on Saturday. Thanks, guys. I'll um, speak to you soon. Cheers. Thanks, Rads. Don't forget, Roosters fans, Saturday, 7th of May, the Roosters are taking on the Titans up at Mackay. And where else would you want to watch the game than up at East Leagues? Join me, Bush and Bells, live from East from 4.30pm as we enjoy a few laughs, chat with players past and present, bit of trivia, giveaways, autographs and lots, lots more. Also, enjoy 49% off, that's right, 49% off drinks from full time for two hours. I know that's why I'll be heading up there, Pat. So head on up to East, the official home of the Sydney Roosters. Welcome back to Roosters Radio. What a fantastic interview that was with Victor Radley. It's awesome to hear from one of our local juniors and he's playing some great football at the moment. Yeah, Bells, it was great to chat with one of the fan favourites and, of course, the local Victor the Inflictor. But look, uh, what I got out of it is that he's smarting over that result and let's just hope that we can turn it around this weekend against the Bulldogs. Well, before we chat about the Bulldogs this weekend, Silky, I just wanted to give a shout out to two of our younger sides, the SG Ball. They had a great win on the weekend, 20 points over the Bulldogs, 32 to 12, and they're in the grand final this weekend. And also our Tasha Gale side also had a great win over the Tigers, 22 to 8. And this is their second consecutive GF appearance for the Tasha Gale side. So good luck to those teams this weekend and uh, let's get the bickies. And also, while we're talking about our junior reps, quick shout out to our Harold Matts. Uh, they went down 14-12 to the Sharks. Uh, plenty of young local juniors in that side. Um, most of you remember Shooter Maguire, one of the hosts here on Roosters Radio. His young bloke Cade's in that side. So, uh, unfortunately, the boys went down, but uh, a tough game and they've had a very good season. So, hats off to our young Harold Matts. It's great to see the junior competition so strong, boys. But uh, let's look to the footy this weekend. We're taking on the Bulldogs on Saturday night out at a core stadium at Homebush. 5.30 game on Saturday. How do you see it? Well, Bells, to be honest, I think the boys will be very keen to get back on the field. Uh, you know, it's Anzac Day, Monday. And as we say, lest we forget, I think Rooster's performance on Monday is best we forget. So uh, I think uh, the players, coaches and fans will be super excited to see them back on the field on Saturday evening. I think there's a few players that need to put their hands up too, to be honest. I think um, the time has come for a, a few of the players that need to step up. 
and uh, he's hoping that it starts this Saturday night. Having said all that, uh, you know, I think the Roosters can win, and I think they can win comfortably. I'm going to say Roosters 24, Bulldogs 8. Yeah, I don't mind that, Silky. I'm not far off. I think I think we're going to bounce back pretty well. I mean, I like the saying, you don't judge a team on their performance, you judge on how they bounce back from it. So I think Robbo will be in them. I think we'll be going back to the basics so we can just execute those things, cut the handling errors out. I think Suwali will be in for a big game. I think we might attack down that edge a bit more. Obviously, Daniel Tubo's out for a week with that uh, high tackle charge. So just the one week for him, we took the other guilty plea. So I'm going to say Roosters 22, Bulldogs 4. Very close to mine, Pat. 22-4. Very good, very good. Well, boys, in Robbo we trust and I think the training sessions this week are going to be all about going up the middle, execution and the errors, just got to cut those errors out. So I really think they've got something to prove this week and Saturday night they're going to come out and prove it. And my score prediction, they're going to flog them 28 to 4. Oh, wow, Bells. I like it. So we're all pretty much in agreement that uh, the Roosters are going to put some points on, which is which is good, which is really good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And a big shout-out to Sam Walker. His goal king's improved out of this world the last yep. couple of weeks. Yep, you're right there. Well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We'd like to thank our special guest, Victor, the Inflictor Radley. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East to, to win. win. East know how to play the game. They play it hard and fair. East know how to win the game. They give more than their share.